Welcome everybody to the Courageous Truth Podcast. I am so excited to be coming before you today. It has been a long, long time since our last episode, but I do appreciate the support, the listens, the downloads that we received off of our last episode, really talking about and discussing when does life actually begin. I recorded that episode about the time that the Roe v. Wade was overturned and just the turmoil our nation went into, uh, which is an absolute embarrassment (laughs) uh, to me, but the fact that we are debating on whether to kill children or not, whether it's a right to have an abortion or not, is just, I can't comprehend it, but it means a lot to some people, but I will always stand my ground, as should you, on things that you know matter. There's a couple things I want to talk about today. First thing I want to discuss uh, that I think will lead into all the other topics is gaslighting. I believe as the American people, we have been gaslit more than any other generation in history. And I think a lot of that comes from our access to media, comes from our access to information. We have so much information ready Um, And at all times, algorithms on the social media platforms that we use are able to throw out propaganda to gaslight. When I say gaslighting, what do I mean? What am I talking about? And I think a lot of it is in some ways it's brainwashing, but it's in other ways it's feeding you the information that will get you to think a certain way and then gets you to question what you believe and know to be true. One of the greatest gaslighting we have seen is people who prefer political parties over the other. We are uh, talked down to, we are are, uh, subjected to criticism for having a political difference uh, other than some other, somebody else. I think that one of the biggest gaslighting things that we have seen is that the administration we have in the White House is not the cause of all of our economic problems. Not all of them, but a lot of them. We can't blame everything on, on administration, but gas prices, they, they, they want us to believe that it is the Ukraine conflict with Russia. That is just ridiculous because we know that we have oil sitting right underneath our soil that could fuel us for 40, 50 years. We have all those resources, but we are being told over and over again that the Ukraine conflict is what is causing the fuel shortages, prices to go skyrocketing. That is just one form of gaslighting. We were gaslit into believing that masks worked. We were gaslit into believing that these vaccinations worked. And how many of you know the CDC in the past couple of weeks has walked back all their recommendations uh, about vaccines and said that non-vaccinated and vaccinated are the same. They have the same, uh, uh, you know, same health Uh, risks the same health benefits there is no difference same with masking but yet we were gaslit into believing that not only will masks save us but that if we don't wear masks we are somehow a horrible terrible person that hates their grandma and hates other people and if you look in culture you look in the media especially coming from the talking political heads many of them you will notice the gaslighting coming at us. But that's not really what I want to talk about today. 
couple things I want to talk about today. I think the first thing I want to talk about, and this is such a taboo subject for whatever reason, um, but it does give an example of gaslighting. I want to talk uh, about Donald Trump, the taboo subject in culture and in political influences. If you are a supporter of his policies and his administration, you are somehow dubbed a white supremacist, a white nationalist, a cultist, a terrorist, something along those lines. In other words, you're gaslit into believing that is true. Now, if you do not support Donald Trump, if you're anti-Donald Trump, I know some people that just they don't care about his personality. They just didn't like his policies, and that's fine. <laughs> you don't have to like his policies. Don't vote for him, okay? But for some reason, if you do vote for him, you are gaslit into believing that you are a cultist, white nationalist. You are the problem with America. You are uh, a following, a leader. You are an insurrectionist, terrorist, all these different things. And we're being gaslit at every level. Now, at the time of this recording, uh, the raid on Donald Trump's home has happened about eight or nine days ago. Now, here's the thing you've got to understand about that. And it doesn't take a rocket scientist or a political science major to understand this. The FBI, you can't just raid someone's home and take documents. You know, maybe you had a warrant, maybe you didn't. But with someone who is cooperating with a ongoing investigation, people who are presidents of the United States have all kinds of information that they kept from their administration that they're going to do with what they want. And they can declassify as they need to. There isn't a former president living today that doesn't have documents that maybe jeopardize a different administration or private documents or, or of the like, okay? Um, that's, it's just, it just doesn't happen. But if you follow the, 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 the raid on Mar-a-Lago or wherever it was, you will notice there is a, such an overreach and an obvious political persecution tactic that's taking place. The Democrats do not want Donald Trump to run for president. You know why? Because he, the people want him to win. They're afraid of the voting. They're afraid of the votes. They're afraid of losing their power. They're afraid of losing their agendas. They're afraid that their lives are going to crumble if the people are given the opportunity to vote and vote fairly and vote efficiently because the people want someone like Donald Trump, who is an economist, who is America first, who won't back down to our enemies. And how many of you know the Chinese Communist Party, which may or may not be responsible or partly responsible or a little bit responsible for the Wuhan Chinese virus, coronavirus deal, is actually buying farmland here in America. Our enemies are coming and buying our farmland so that they can take over the food industry. How many of you know that's a little bit concerning? Someone like Donald Trump would not stand for that. And here's the deal. We could say this and this and this about Donald Trump. Here's one thing that we know, okay? He is bombastic, okay? He is not a professional statesman, okay? He is kind of a vulgar businessman from New York type. But yet we take these, these personality traits that are a little bit rough and we say, I'm going to vote based upon his personality, no, that's not what you should do at all. How many of you know the president of the United States is not your moral compass? At this point in America, it's never going to happen. If you base your vote on someone's personality or a good, uh, virtuous person you think they are, it's not going to happen. 
politics is so corrupted that you're not going to find that. So how do you vote in America in the 21st century? You vote based upon the policies that you believe are going to lead America in the right direction. How many of you know pro-life? That's a pretty good direction. That says so much about a candidate. If you vote, if they are pro-life, that says a lot about that candidate, how they're going to look at policies, what kind of executive orders they're going to sign. They're probably, you know, we have Biden, who is a horrible, like, pushes transgender ideology, pushes the woke agenda, pushes, you know, communist China coming into America, is just, you know, opening the borders. How many of you know most people that cross the border in Mexico aren't even Hispanic. They're from other parts of the world, like Jordan, Pakistan. They come across the southern border into America to go wherever they need to, to get the freebies they need to. And what it does is all the people that are trying to get in legally and going through all the proper channels, it's not fair to them. So what we have, and, and here's, here's, here's what they want. It's plainly obvious. They want to bring all these immigrants in, put them all over the place into different states so they can vote democratic, anti-God, anti-Christ policies into our nation and keep the wrong people in power to push the globalist agenda. It is very obvious by now. Now, as, as kind of a, a shameless plug, I do have a church, the Courageous Generation Church. There's a podcast. You can find it on Apple Podcasts. We're going through the book of Revelation. You can find just about every study from, from Revelations chapter 1 all the way I think we're in, in, in chapter 11. It's taken us about six or seven months to get that far. But you're going to see so many parallels by what the Holy Spirit was revealing to his church then, what he's revealing to his church now, about where the world is going when Christ gets ready for his return. Go over, check out that podcast, please. Like, subscribe, share it with friends and family so that we can continue to stay on the airwaves. But this podcast is to mainly to just people who want to understand a little bit about what's going on. I do share from a biblical lens, and a lot of times it's just kind of me ranting about what's on my heart. And that's okay. This is my platform. I'm going to continue to do that. Okay. But going back now to to the democratic policies, what the nation needs is someone right now is someone like Donald Trump to come and to run, at least to run to put these Democrats, these evil, dangerous Democrats on notice that we are going to, we're not going to take it because they can see the support that someone like this, uh, uh, a political candidate like this will uh, gather nationwide, worldwide. There wasn't a political movement with so much momentum that I've ever seen in my lifetime and a lot of people got mad. They were like, oh, you're following a person. You're not following Christ, especially for Christians. And I'm like, no. I'm, I'm, our nation was a gift from God for us to steward. And I want people, work, like I own a business. I want people that work for me to do a good job. And the, person, the president works for me. He works for me. Congress works for me. Don't get it twisted. This, this globalist government that has all this power and does all this overreach, that's not what they were designed for. They were designed to represent us. That is the government's role. So we, we need someone like Donald Trump, someone like DeSantis. I don't think he's going to run. 
Um, but we need someone like that working for us. How many of you know you can't just base everything? Like we have this watered-down view of Christianity that just doesn't work. God isn't calling us to be little tiny people that just walk around with our heads in the sand. We need to be influencing all spheres of society. And why would we want not want someone who's going to bring in policies that reflect our faith? And if someone like Donald Trump, as bombastic as he can be sometimes, uh, why would I want not want to throw my vote behind someone like that who's going to put in policies that match my faith? And he's spoken out against the transgender ideology, which is evil. And that's the next thing I wanted to get into. I want to get into this transgender ideology, okay? There's a lot I could say about it. It's evil, it's dangerous, it's satanic, it's horrible. The satanic, like, and I was talking with someone who doesn't share my Christian faith about this. And I think it's good. I think it's great. Great, great guy, great, awesome person. But I said, you know, it is so apparent that there is actually an evil force, a Satan with a, like, a almost comprehensive strategy. And you can see that in this transgender ideology. Because here's what, 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 what the, the transgender, here's what they want. They want young people mostly, or anybody, they want people getting their identity from the government and not from their God. That's the bottom line. The government will say, be progressive, be whoever you feel like you are. And I know transgender people. I, I had a conversation with one yesterday, in fact. Uh, great person. Enjoyed their company enjoyed their conversation. How many of you know that person that I shared a conversation with is not the enemy? The agenda, the satanic agenda that has entrapped that, that young man is the enemy. We have got to stand up and get ready to be ridiculed against this. We don't have to know, like, it's so fluid, it's constantly changing. We don't need to understand everything about that transgender ideology. What we need to understand is a few basic facts. God created man and woman. God created marriage between man and woman. God created sex between man and woman. The big argument is, you know, people don't want... <laughs> people don't that want abortions, they want to have them because they weren't ready to have a baby or, or, or it's, it's going to affect their lifestyle or it's just my right. Having an abortion is not your right. It never was your right. I don't know who told you it was your right, but it's not. You don't have the right to take the life of somebody else. If you had been properly sexually educated, then you might not have put yourself in a predicament where you would find yourself with a child that you weren't planning. That's really what it comes down to. People don't want to go to the root of the issue. What about rape? What about incest? Okay, number one, those are a rarity. But if you can tell me that an abortion outside of, of, of incest or rape is bad, then we can have that conversation, okay? That, that what about-ism is, is just a propaganda tool from the Cold War. Well, what about? What about? What about? And then you name the most awful situation that if you contradict it with any kind of answer you're a horrible person and an evil person and that's that so anyway like i really had no direction but i think that that the challenge going forward here is um i think number one we have to recognize gaslighting we have to understand what what are we being gaslit towards okay you're going to be susceptible to gaslighting if you don't have spiritual discernment
Okay, if you are not a follower of Jesus, the Bible says, if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Inheriting salvation is easy, it's available to you, but you have to confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and you have to believe it in your heart. And when you believe those things, it's changed. But the point is, when you come under the covering of Jesus Christ, God will teach you spiritual discernment. So much of that comes from reading God's word. That's the number one way. When I read God's word and I look at the world and I, I say, where is scripture? You know, I'm looking at everything through scripture, everything. Not looking at the scriptures through a biblical lens. That's where we find in this, you know, the church is adapting these racial reconciliations and the systematic racism and the social justice and all this kind of stuff is they're just making scripture say what they want to fit their own agenda to make themselves feel virtuous. And on a final note, I want to say I heard the best, uh, the best definition of Uh, what's it called, critical race theory from a gentleman on a podcast. And he said, the definition of critical race theory is calling everything you can't control or don't control racist until you can and do control it. Think about it. Makes a lot of sense, right? We call everything racist until we can control it. Urgency, I heard the other day, the, the, the kind of emotion of urgency has been labeled uh, a white supremacy trade. They're coming after the rosary. They're coming after all these different things, labeling them racist. Why? Because they want to control them. If, 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 if the satanic agenda wants to control religion, all they have to do is just call it racist until, and, and how many times have you been called a white Christian nationalist, if you're white? And even some, some people of Hispanic or African or, or whatever. Uh, Christian nationalism is an evil term to bring critical race theory into the church and create a bunch of people that either, that most likely will be victimized or they'll feel guilty enough to just go along with it. Anyway, those are my thoughts. We need to watch out for gaslighting. If you're a believer, I would strongly, strongly encourage you, don't fall for the, the, the Trump gaslighting, okay? Trump is not that big. He's not really that important. He just stands for, he stands against the globalist agenda, and he stands for wholesome values. As funny as it is, how many of you know, if you look through scripture, God used a donkey God used Saul, who was a murderer of Christians, to actually build the church. God used Peter, who was a coward. God used Jonah, who completely disobeyed him. God used Noah, who was a drunkard. God used Elijah, who was suicidal. God always uses people who the world hates and thinks they're foolish. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 24 But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. For the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. So what you need to understand is God has a way of looking at things that might not be the way we would prefer them. But God uses who he uses. God anoints who he anoints. And I'm not saying Donald Trump is is the mouthpiece of God. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is he is found himself in a, a spiritual battle, whether you like him or not. And 
if we, I believe we pray for someone like that so we can get the best possible outcomes to put someone like that in a position to influence things for righteous ends. Does that make sense? I hope it does. So anyway, I know it's controversial. Whenever I say the name Trump, it's controversial. If he runs in 2024, I will be voting for him. He probably won't get the, uh, the, the what's it called? The, um, you know, the main vote from Washington State, the, the electoral college vote. He won't get it from me, but I'll vote for him anyway. Okay. Or I'll vote for somebody else. Hopefully they put someone who's not a coward. We don't need any cowards going up against the uh, satanic left because that's what they are. Anyway. God bless you. Thank you for continuing to take a courageous stand for the truth. I do apologize. I've been so busy with business and church and work. Go check out Courageous Generation Church Podcast. Find it on Apple. Keep tuning in. Subscribe, like, share this with your family and friends. Uh, the more subscribers, more listeners, uh, the more I can come to you with, with content. But again, continue to take a courageous stand for the truth. As the world gets darker and darker, we need to be brighter. We need to be lighter. We need to be louder. So God bless you all. Thank you for spending a little bit of time with me today, and I will see you next time right here at the Courageous Truth Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to the Courageous Truth Podcast. We live in a world that is in desperate need of courage and in desperate need of truth. Our prayer is that this podcast will equip and inspire you to live courageously for your family, your community, your God, and for your country. Be courageous in your stand for truth in a world that is completely abandoned. See you next time right here at the Courageous Truth Podcast. Remember, truth requires courage.